0: An Apple Viz original five four three two one hello everybody and thank you for coming on and listening to this month Apple Viz Unleash for May 2023. I am Thomas Domba, also known as Mouse, and we got my sidekick, Mike Malarcy. How are you doing, Mike? I'm very good. How are you? Busy. Really yeah. busy. Yeah. Yeah. I know I see that a lot, but this month has been banana cakes for me. How about you?
1: <laughs> uh, the same. End of school year, lots of kids getting out of school at different times and vacations and just there's just moving pieces everywhere but i'm I'm excited for all of it
0: yeah now you're not going to have this dad alone time during the day now you're going to have the kids hanging Mm -hmm. off you all day yep well (laughs) exciting time so you got what about two or three months of not having dad time yeah Yeah. Ah. well pretty much (laughs) well you probably enjoy it though you probably love your kids so much you love doing i do
1: it gets boring once i'm like like by the end, of, if there's ever a one full day that I'm by myself in my house, which doesn't usually happen by the end of the first day, I'm like, this sucks. I need something to do. I need some chaos in my life. So I am excited for it. It's <laughs> going to be a crazy summer. It's going to be busy, but oh, I'm ready.
0: Man. Oh, well, I tell you, um, I don't know if you heard about this. Be my eyes, virtual volunteer thing. Are you familiar with that?
1: I, so only from reading little bits about it, I've never actually used Be My Eyes. I mean, I've read really? of articles. I know people that have you. I've never really had a need for it. Right. Um. But I mean, if it, if it helps, if it helps, it helps. Right. Yeah. And so, At the end of the day, like if, it, if there's not people that can do it and this can fill in some kind of gaps, then I'm all for it.
0: Right. And I'm, you're probably referring to the being able to call assigned volunteer that right. allows you to help you this virtual volunteer though mike and i did a huge podcast on this and i absolutely gone bonkers off this this <laughs> is some beta it's not out until this fall and i've been blessed to be able to take advantage of it and play with it and mike this is life altering buddy this allows you to tap into the open ai gpt for images so basically i take a picture of something and I'll send it to it and you can have a conversation with it. It's just mind-blowing.
1: Is that what you were talking about on Facebook? Yes. I saw your post. And I was like, I don't even know what he's talking about. So that right? makes way more sense to me now. Now like I, really getting detailed in descriptions of things.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah, just take a picture like I was on a walk because it says it was part cloudy. And so I was like, okay, let's just see if it's really part of the cloudy. Take a picture. And it told me, Yeah, it's got these puffy clouds, blah, 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 blah. And I said, Oh, yeah? What kind of clouds are that? Well, they're cumulus clouds. Those are good for fair days. (laughs) I said, oh, yeah? Tell me the shapes of the cloud. Sure. That center one looks like a teddy bear with his arm extended out. The one at the top right looks like a a bird in flight. I was like, ugh. So I absolutely went banana cakes. And it is just mind-boggling what I am able to do with this. And you will read that on Facebook. I've been putting it on Mastodon as well. So follow me on those two platforms. You aren't. So yeah, I've been busy with that. The other one, are you familiar with 11 labs by any chance? I heard it, but that's about it. So 11 labs is an AI that allows you to take text to speech and the speech we did a couple months back. I did a little demonstration and we thought, it was amazing. It sounded really clear.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, one of the services they have is instant cloning. So they have voice cloning. And that is all right. It kind of doesn't really sound like you, but I am on the beta for that. And they're doing a professional cloning of my voice, Mike. <laughs> so, I might not be able to do the podcast anymore. I just, just type up my podcast and just let it go.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, we just hook somehow your AI to that microphone over there and I'll just talk to it. <laughs> we It's kind of crazy to think that we're at that point now with technology, that that's actually not
0: like sci-fi to talk about. right? Here. That's reality now, now. It's crazy. I haven't got the results back. They said it'll take a week or two before I get the results back. And so for the next podcast, I'll give you example of what it came up with and see if you can tell the difference. Oh
1: boy, um, I'm excited. We're going to retire from this podcast, and no one's even going to know about
0: it. We're just right? going to be off in Hawaii. I could just clone you, and yeah, we could just just type whatever you want, and then we just—it's an AI podcast. How weird! What a weird world we live in. <laughs> All right. Well, about a week from now, from this recording of the podcast is WWDC, the Worldwide Developer Conference. We can't wait, and. Stay tuned for this. I'm excited for it. I will be taking the day off on that day to listen into the keynote and stay tuned with Apple Viz as we will probably have lots of different things for you to check out. And that will be coming up on June 5th, I believe. And I am excited. Yep, that'll be Monday, June 5th. I had to double check that with the A lady here. Yeah, I'll be
1: reading all that stuff after the fact because I'll be on an airplane. But I'm curious to see well
0: what they bring out this year. Right. Bring on the headsets. Bring mm-hmm. on the headset. Um, as every year on Apple Viz, we do have something we do every year, and that's called the Hall of Fame. And that is allow our community to vote in what they deem of an iOS app that meets the qualification for Hall of Fame. And I appreciate everybody out there that did come out and vote for their favorite iOS app to be Put into the Hall of Fame. And the results are, which by the way, is the 12th year, which I I just like, whoa. Isn't that 12th? crazy? It's been right. I spent 12 years. So I was like, man, times fly. Mm-hmm. So the winners are here. We go. And good maps explore. This particular GPS program has been out for years and I'm glad to see that one finally inducted into the hall of fame. I never really, I mean, I played with it, but I never had to use it, but I know those out there that walk a lot and need something that's really good in terms with voiceover and navigating you around to get to different places. That is the app to use nowadays (laughs) I haven't used that one either myself, but I have obviously I've
1: read all about it now in particular. and Because I have a bad habit of not checking things regularly. So then I do show up and it's been you know a month or two and there's so much that I miss. So I, when I saw this, I was like, <laughs> I don't even know this one. I've used so many other GPS apps, but now I'm kind of curious just to go around the neighborhood and see what kind of landmarks and things I can drop well, out there know, and see
0: how it is. I just want to try it. Right. What, what really sucks is that, We have gone through a handful of these maps, right? Over the years, yeah, past twelve years, there's been so many of them, and I just get kind of leery about getting used to something like Soundscape was a marvelous, and I absolutely love that. That's gone, you know, and Microsoft decided to ditch that. And on the side of the road, and hopefully somebody will pick it up. But that's what I mean. It just comes and goes. But this one, this particular one, has been around for a couple of years now, and it seems to want to stay around, but I I wouldn't hold my breath. So congratulations to them. I hope that they will stick around for a long time to come. And if it's something you need and you never tried to give it a whirl. The other one that was voted in, and I'm really excited that this finally made it in, This has been a long time coming, and I'm so glad to hear that Lyrae, RSS Reader has finally made it into the Hall of Fame. I love that app. It's so good. Right? It is. I've tried so many different kind of RSS uh, apps, and I just keep coming back to Learay. There are things I liked about other RSS readers out there when it's said and done, I always come back to Larry. It is just dependable. It's great. It's easy. It's very easy to use. Right. And it's something that you and I just keep our thumbs on news and whatever that we want to follow. It is absolutely, I would say that is the best of the best right there. Agreed. It, It definitely deserves it. And then every year we also have the Global Access Awareness Day. And as A lot of you know out there, this is like, I think, the third Thursday of every May. It is a day that we make awareness to accessibility. And with this day, Apple usually takes advantage of using this day to announce some of the new accessibility features that you can expect in the coming months for your devices, whether that's Mac or iPhone and things like that. You know, Mike, I I thought about this and I thought I, I like that. That they take the day to make that an awareness day. But on the other end, I can't help to think, are they using this to be able to say, yeah, I'm using this day to tell you about all the new accessibility things coming up? So we don't have to include that in the WWDC DC keynote. Maybe. Hmm. I'm trying to think of how I don't know. I suppose in this case,
1: kind of comes down to what you want to feel about the company, right? Is it because they want to make accessibility its own thing and give it the spotlight that it deserves instead of just rolling it into WWE? everything else? Or are they more like, we don't want to talk about this, WWC? Let's just do it over here on this other day.
0: I know, right? And I and I, I see know. both angles, right? I mean, mm-hmm. both angles are... I, I Part of me, I maybe I'm just thinking negative here. Maybe I'm just thinking, well, is it because you don't want to include that? Because you got other things to announce and this would take too much time um, or they really do want to put a total focus on this. So we're going to make a special day just for that. I don't know. I just feel iffy about it because I wish our stuff would be announced along with the mainstream. I do agree with you just because the more
1: Apple makes it a priority the more other people, developers, will make it a priority. And if they do it at WWDC, then it's on everybody's minds instead of doing it on a completely different day where people
0: might not even pay any attention to it. No, and I get it. I hear some people saying, well, Global Awareness Day is that, a Global Accessibility Day is that alone. But I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that's true. And it may end up in some mainstream about it. But if you take a normal tech person, they probably aren't going to even know about it. Yeah. If I'm just kind of an indie game developer, I'm probably not going to pay attention to it. Right. I'm just trying to get my game out to as many people as possible. Because the big day is the keynote day. And I just feel like it's not just about developers, it's about other companies saying, Whoa, Apple is, says something about accessibility and this is this, this. And it's like, I think we might want to follow them in that direction. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree with you, I think. I would love to hear from you, folks. Email it at unleash at applevis.com of your thoughts. You can also send your audio snippets if you want in that as well. I am curious what you think about it. But nonetheless, Apple did some preview for us, and there are some pretty cool stuff in here. Um, they have the new point and speak feature. So let me explain this to you. Apparently, we will be able to use our magnifier app. And we will be able to point to something that we want the iPhone to tell us what it says. And this is text recognition only. So if your appliance or microwave or a car has a graphic, it's not going to describe it. It's just going to do text only. Theoretically, you're supposed to be able to point to a button on a microwave. And I'll tell you what that button says. And if you move your finger, I'll tell you what that text says. So let me get Mike's input on this and what he thinks of that first.
1: I'm honestly trying to think of a use case that I would need that because I just sort of feel like I've adjusted everything that I do in my day to day to not need to do something like that. But I feel like there's probably some very good use cases for this, assuming that it works as advertised, of course, (laughs) Um, because I remember when I was new to being blind, uh, the first time getting into an elevator in Vegas. and there's you know, 80 buttons. And I was like, good Lord, how do I even find the one I'm looking for? Cause my braille was not good. And you know, when you're standing in an elevator like that, this kind of thing would actually probably be a lot easier. Could you point and adjust from there instead of struggling to read braille while the elevator is going up and down and other people are getting in and out. And, you know, sometimes asking if I need help, sometimes just not saying a word. So I feel like there could be some cases that this, Mm. this could
0: be useful. I, Never even thought of that. And that is a great example. Uh, elevators definitely would be something you would use to point and say, which floor am I pushing? Cause it's not always in order as you think it would be. Um, I, I, I agree with most people that Braille is a absolutely
1: useful tool, but the reality is not everybody knows it. So I don't think right? the people that don't learn it
0: out in the, you know, out in the cold it right have options. Especially if you have a full elevator. Are you gonna step oh, yeah. out and feel the Braille on the side? See what floor that is. It's, oh man! You know, New York, Vegas. I hate those out <laughs> there. I hate them. Oh man! So, okay. So here's the problem, Mike. There's a couple of issues I have with this. First, you, it is lidar only. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that means you got to have a pro phone, folks. So this is not going to work on a a typical non-pro phone. So the pros. You may have heard it supports the LIDAR, and I am glad that they're expanding the LIDAR slowly but surely, and this is one of those things. I'm just thinking about, like, microwave. Mine's just a flat panel, and so I don't know where I'm pointing and how. I'm just curious how that's going to work because I don't know where to point to have it read to me.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of all the other things that are all kind of touchscreen-based, like gym right. equipment or my fridge downstairs, like so many things don't even have like anything to even feel. Then as soon as your finger does get near it, you just one tiny little tap and then things start going off. <laughs> I don't know. Right? I'm, I'm curious to find out what people what? actually end up using this for.
0: Yeah. It's going to be one of those experimental things. What is going to be usable? I I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. I think it's fantastic. And I think it is something that I'm just going to have to see if I'm going to be using it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, I know people use a door detection. I don't really use it anymore for that. And it's just because I just don't want to get this phone out just to find a door. I'm um, I i, I I'm just right, right. on the go. I'll go where I think the door is. I'll tap the cane on it, whatever. And I just go. Um It's just about having it in your hand and having to get it out. And that's what my thought about it. And my understanding is as well, this is not meant to be with a a mesh of text. So like a book, if you put your finger on the word it's not going to work, that's not what that's for. And that's what the text detection is for really. And they, we don't recommend this for food packaging identification or anything like that. Um, The other thing they mentioned, which was interesting, and they are going to put out more natural, expressive Siri voices for us to use. I don't know what that means exactly. Does that mean like last year, you know how some of the voices we got the enhanced and then we got the premium. And I wonder if if that means we're taking the existing Siri voices to allow us to have enhanced and premium voices or does it mean they're going to introduce more Siri voices? I don't know.
1: Yeah. And what exactly do they mean by expressive? Like if I end a sentence with five exclamation points, is it going to somehow make that known instead of just saying five exclamation points?
0: I, I think know. the expressive kind of voices now, I I bet you they're going, to, they're going to mention a little bit about that because I can see how that goes in the mainstream. They're going to say we have new Siri voices. It's more expressive. Yeah, look how fun Siri is now. She's so happy, or something
1: like that. Or, you know, if you want her to be sad, she'll be sad. <laughs> yeah, you
0: can have. Yeah, you could just adjust the mood for your for your Siri, and she could be angry. You know, it's just um, it'll be interesting, and of course, the better the voice is, um, I guess it'll give us an option to use as a voiceover voice, um. I don't know. I know the Siri voices now when we use it as a voiceover, it's not very, not so great. No. And there's some people out there that do use Siri voices as their uh, voiceover voice. I do not. I use the Tom and hand still. Yep. Me too. Um, So that's another one. Now this other two items, are into one and i thought this was absolutely mind-boggling and i was so excited for the people that could be able to take advantage of this and that is the live speech so the first of the two feature is live speech For those that are not able to speak or are losing their voice for one reason another they have this live speech and i don't don't know how this works exactly but you are going to be able to use it in conversation. So if you're on the phone or if you're on FaceTime or if you're in an in-person conversation, meaning that you'll be able to take this little device and type out what you want it to say. And then I'll say it out verbally to the person that you are speaking with. How this, interesting. I I really
1: like this idea and the especially the part. Well, I'm curious because there is the. It mentioned being able to record a voice that you want, someone speaking and then using that as well. So it's not just like a text-to-speech, very robotic voice. They're trying to make it sound a little more like user. So So, I'm curious to see
0: how like in how the how it actually does. Well, here's my thought. And you're right, that there is the personal voice feature. What that does, it takes you are having to go through this process and read out various things for 15 minutes. and that's, that's a lot longer than you think folks, just to be talking, <laughs> but yeah. you, you need to repeat back all the things that it prompts you to. And then it, what it's going to do, is going to clone your voice. And that is the voice it's going to use for the live speech. Now it sounds like to me that is just one item, or you can take the existing voices out there and, um, that we have as TTS voices like Tom and Ava as the speech instead. And I'm thinking the first option the live speech without doing the personal one. I don't know. I I showed my mom many times of something on my phone and I'll have it read it to her and she doesn't understand it. And I could slow that yeah. bad boy down and she still doesn't understand it or kind of get the legit. So my fear here is I think is a great idea. Don't get me wrong. But from personal experiences, for people to understand voice over voice, that's a totally different game. (laughs) It takes some practice. Doesn't it? Regardless how slow it is. And I, I just have some worries about it. So I hope the personal voice is more realistic and that people will be able to understand it better. So that's, I hope, comes true. I don't know. I know a lot of people are, I've been reading out there. Oh, this is so cool. And I can use that as a voice over voice. And I got bad news. It is not going to be available as a TTS for you to use. It's only meant to be used for live speech and only for live speech. So just to keep it.
1: Can you imagine if they turned over the ability for all of us to make our own TTS voices?
0: Oh, oh, oh man. Just like this 11, 11 labs I was telling you about. It's mm-hmm. going to clone my voice. Heck, i go for it, but I've seen so many misuse out of this, and it's just bad apples out there that... Um, yeah. But can you believe what
1: people. Thomas said on AppleVis recently? Listen to this <laughs> clip I have on my
2: phone.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, and, he's been hanging out with Kanye a lot. I don't know what's going on with Thomas, but it's not even anything you ever said. Um, you know what's cool about the 11 Labs when I signed up for it? It verified, in other words, when you say I signed up for professional cloning, you give it the samples you want, and then a live person has to verify you voice with that person. Good. So anyway, um, back to this. I think it's a great idea. I love the idea behind this whole thing, and I think it's going to be very helpful for those out there that are needing like this. I'm thinking for our Folks out there, yeah, accessibility for those that can't speak. Um, maybe you're deaf-blind, you don't want to speak, or just deaf. And that is going to come really in handy for them to be able to use and speak out. I know right now they use cards or they just show them the screen what they typed out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they would feel in being able to use live speech. It will mm, s- remain to be seen. I like it. I like the idea. Um, I feel like there's a lot of new tools for the toolbox, like as far
1: as accessibility goes for a lot of people. And I'm just curious to see, and, you know, by the end of the year, which which things people are kind of congregating around, what features people are actually putting into use and which ones are everyone going to try and go, all right, this is actually kind of stupid. I don't want this at all.
0: Yeah. I, like I said, it's just another, um, all these features are great to have in the tool belt. Are they practical uses? Would they be no, used not in always. those ways? But, we'll use, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And that's what it all comes down to. Just like the door detection. Yeah. That, that was a fantastic idea, but in practical sense, it wasn't yeah, because more work than it's
1: worth. Right, I feel like that happens right. a lot with this kind of stuff. So, but we'll see one thing I'm excited about. I did see series speech rate from like what? 0.8
0: to two X. Yeah. So ready for that. There you go. It can be even faster. I'm so like ready. I need to go any faster. Um, what do you guys think out there? I'd love to hear from you. Send it right into unleashed at applevis.com. And you can also send us an audio snippet in that email. Send it out to us. And speaking of mail, we got some mailbag for this month, Mike. Mm. I love mail. <laughs> right? I love mailbags. All right. Let's go open up the mailbag here. And this is from Annalise. And here is what she had to say for us, Mike.
3: Good afternoon. I recently listened to your April Apple This Unleashed episode where Mike was curious about the potential of the rumored journal app. I am a mental health counselor, and I can tell you that journaling is the most frequently prescribed intervention in basic outpatient mental health counseling. Journaling makes use of a process we call externalization, where the individual finds a way to place the problem or situation outside of their own mind by either talking about it, writing, drawing, or otherwise expressing their feelings and thoughts about it. This improves perspective on the situation, improves brainstorming and solution development, and releases emotional energy in a way that is beneficial rather than destructive, such as angry outbursts, panic attacks, headaches, gastric problems, etc. I have been journaling regularly since I was a child, and my journaling has gone thorough several iterations. For the past five years I have kept a daily gratitude journal where I reflect on good things that happened, that I felt, or observed or have in my life. This improves memory recall, concentration, mood regulation, sleep, and overall energy. Bullet journaling can improve planning and organization, and there are many other types of journaling used worldwide for all of these purposes. What do I use? Right now I just use a simple Google Doc so I can access my journal on my Mac Mini, iPad, or iPhone as needed. I'm not terribly worried about security. But if Apple came out with a journal app, I'd be very curious about it for both personal and professional reasons. So, you asked, and now I've answered, possibly far more than you were looking for. But there you have my two cents on journaling and the potential for an Apple journal app. Thank you so much for providing the valuable information about the good and imperfect aspects of being a blind Apple user. I've gained a lot of personal and professional independence and capabilities by listening to your shows. Keep up the good work. You're making a difference. All best, Annalise.
0: Now that was very well said, Mike. I mean, I was like, when I read that, I am going to leave that for Mike. Yeah, no, I'm I'm convinced. Um, It's actually
1: interesting timing too, because in the last month since our last recording, um, people in my personal life have been doing that very thing for very similar reasons. And I, I actually completely forgot we even talked about the journaling app, but now it's been coming up in
0: my life and that answer. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm convinced. Right. I'm all in. And you could tell, Annalise, I can tell you, you're a professional therapist or something, because that was very well thought out. It was and, very good. Yeah. Right. But that makes a lot of sense. And that makes the journal app even more important for some out there. So thank you so much for writing to us. I really appreciate that. I, yeah, I actually kind of, I've been thinking for a little bit about.
1: Implementing some kind of gratitude journal for my kids, just well, speaking of to that, get them
0: to do it. Right. So let's hear from Mona R. And she kind of reflects that same point as you were speaking about.
3: Hi there. I think that having a journal app would be wonderful. One of the things I would use it for is to keep track of my migraines. It would make it so much easier. And I could look back at my entries so I could really figure out triggers, etc. I could also use a journal app to track food so that I know what I am eating when, and can see if that might be triggering some of my migraines. Or, I could journal training a miniature horses, which I love to do. Each horse could have its own section, so that I could keep track of what I did, and what we accomplished for each session. Or I could journal fun things I did with my 4-year-old, and my 8-year-old. You think you will remember those things, but looking back at it, you really don't remember all that much. It would be nice to have some sort of audio journal to keep track, kind of like people do with photos. I think this app is the most exciting thing I have heard about iOS 17. Take care and thanks so much for the podcast. All the best, Mona.
0: There you go, Mike. So she's using it for journaling her kids and the things that they do and the things they said. I thought that was thoughtful. And yeah, I wish I would have done that too. There's a lot of things I wish we have done more pictures and things like that. And that's something that would be cherishable in the future as well. That actually reminded me from like 2013,
1: I think up until maybe 2018 or 19. um, I used to sit my kids down all one at a time. And I have like a series of questions that I would ask them just once a year. And they would sit down for like 20 minutes with each kid and just to see how they change. And I haven't done it lately. And that message just reminded me that I used to do that. But Mm. I'm, I'm, I think uh, the journaling community has actually got me convinced because that is another thing. As far as like she was saying, people use uh, photos, Instagram to kind of look back at memories. I don't have a good way of doing that other than just one giant text document that I'm sure like an app with journaling tools and things would make it all so much more efficient than find and search. So
0: I think that yeah, the journaling folks are winning me over here. All right. All right. So you guys did it. And we finally convinced Mike, why in the world would you have a, a journal up. app?
1: Yeah, I have a follow-up <laughs> question, though. What do the trained miniature horses do? I want to know.
0: Yeah. I want to know that. <laughs> That's my next question. All right, Mona, we want to know. So speak up and yeah. Mike wants to know what you do with now your I'm miniature horses. I'm curious horse. about that. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then we got a couple folks that chimed in to my response about Bookshare and what they think of the price increase that Bookshare just done recently. And this first one is from Bill
2: M. Hi, Thomas. I certainly enjoy the Unleashed podcasts you guys put out each month. Keep on keeping on with those most awesome casts, brother. Just a comment about Bookshare. I have never seen a reason to have any share service other than Bard. The way I look at it is this. I can pretty much get any book I want from Bard. If a book comes out today and is not on Bard for a year, it will be just as good in a year as it was today. I personally do not get real excited about being the first guy on the block to have read a book. Just my two cents worth. I did recently get Kindle, simply because one of my brothers wrote a book and it is available at Kindle, and I wanted to check out the finished product. As far as subscriptions go, I have very few. I am pretty sure the reason a lot of apps and services have gone to monthly subscriptions is this. These companies that charge monthly are hoping you will space the fact that you are paying whatever amount they can suck out of you monthly. I have always wondered how you have time to do what you do with Apple V work, raise a family, play the games you play on your phone, watch movies, read, and oh yeah. Gotta eat sometime. Since I retired, I am pretty happy if I can get one productive thing done each day. Take it easy. Regards, Bill M. So
0: here's my thought on that, Mike. And I I agree with a lot of this perspective that Bill had to say, and that is we are happy in what our method is. Yeah. That means I've got to wait for a book and I don't need it today. Then that's all right. I can wait a year. It I got plenty of other books to read. If it's not like I gotta be the first one in the block. And so I you, rarely do that too. Right, to there are so many different books that I can do. And I'm just not one of those. Now, when he mentions about all they're doing that's to, to suck the money out of you, I I get it in a in a perspective as a consumer. Yeah, it's getting really bad that we have to pay subscription for everything, but. I am okay that they're charging a subscription. And that means they will have money to keep the lights on and to do what they do better and keep them accountable. Because now I feel like if they're doing a a terrible job, I'll just unsubscribe. And more people do that. It just keeps that developer accountable. So um, for the most part, I agree with you. And I'm so happy that you send in your comment on that about bookshare what are your thoughts mike i agree and i've uh, myself have forgotten
1: about subscriptions Then i see an email that was like thanks for resubscribing I'm like ah oh, crap i forgot i even had that <laughs> so i know that's a thing companies don't complain about um, right but it is nice i mean with certain things at least to have like the latest and the greatest features every single time just because and you don't have to buy a new license every year i hate that kind of stuff especially when it's expensive software Right. It's a double-edged sword, though, because when everything's a subscription, then you just, I mean, just for the basic stuff that you want to do on your phone, you're looking at a few hundred bucks just to, just to play, right. but
0: that's just I, the way things are, unfortunately. It is, and it's, it's one of those things, and it just really comes down to what you can afford and and what are your priorities of what you Absolutely. want to right? But we did get another response for here from Anna D, and she kind of goes through in a different angle.
3: Hi. Since Bookshare has never increased their subscription price since they started until now, I think it's fair for them to increase it, especially since it's still free to any student. I've been paying for a Voice Dream Reader subscription since the Mac version came out a little over a year ago. I primarily use it to play audio files because of the great navigation. These are files such as lectures and other content, much of which is videos that I convert to audio. I don't want to add them to my music library. I just want to play them and then delete them. But I like being able to navigate them, change speed, etc. Having them sync between my phone, iPad, and Mac is super convenient. It's also sometimes convenient to have a quick way to search Bookshare from my computer. Since the subscription would cover both the iOS and Mac versions of the software, it's a decent deal if you use it on both a Mac and an iOS device. I can see how it would be less attractive if you were only using it on iOS though. Best. Anna. And then once
0: you hear that response, I'm like, okay, she makes a great point. And that is going to come down to general preference. And that in her case, that makes a lot of sense because she's using it across different platforms. She's using it across her iPad and her Mac. And that I can see very easily why you would want to use VoiceDream Reader with Bookshare because of that. Now I suppose those that have voice dream or what do you call those, the Victor Reader stream and the Sense Player are probably going to be in the same boat. Since I do have a Victor Reader and I do listen to some of my books on there, I still use my iPhone iPhone primarily for a lot of things. So I guess in my case, if I'm using my phone the most and I'm not having to worry to sync across the platforms like Windows, then, yeah, she, she agrees that, yeah, it would be something that – she could see that why you wouldn't want that.
1: And to be fair, uh who's not raising prices these days? So I mean, we haven't even really we've not even really talked about Netflix and their password sharing crackdown coming up. Like there's all kinds of stuff and that's I feel like everyone's kind of you know raising that number up and if people like you Anna have a specific use case like that then I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I have not any kind of specific use case for it, but the idea of having to add a whole bunch of different audio files to my music library, I would hate that because I mm-hmm. used to do that. I used to hijack things from the YouTube, like banjo guitar lessons and stuff and add those to my library. But then I was like, well, now none of this is labeled. And I spent hours and hours and hours labeling things and having it mess my music libraries up. So I can completely understand the idea around just not even wanting to deal with that.
0: Right. You know, BARD player is what I use. So the BARD on my iPhone, I use that heavily. BARD on my Victor Reader, it's all connected to the same place. So it's not like I need Voice Dream Reader to be synced because the BARD is already syncing across. And that works with Windows too. And it's very accessible there because you can go into BARD Express and be able to play around with that. So that's why I don't really... Think I need Bookshare or the voice stream readers because I'm pretty happy with the Bard. But I'm glad that Anna did speak in and that this of her results and that makes sense. So there are going to be different varieties of book person people out there that are different. There's
1: probably a whole bunch of folks that they're just normal routine uses those things and it's a routine that they don't want to change. I've got routines that are probably just as weird um, that I use that I also (laughs) Mars edit. That's one that I still use on my Mac. That's one of the only things I ever do on my Mac anymore. Uh, But Mars edit and Amadeus pro, those are two things that I would probably uh, don't tell anybody, but I would pay a subscription to keep both of those.
0: (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me. if But first of all, Thank you for everybody that sent in a mailbag. Yeah. This month, I appreciate it. And we hope to continue this with other coming future podcasts. We'll start to put them together and put them into our shows. So thank you so much for doing that. Now, you're right about this Netflix crackdown and the subscription. So the Netflix already hit our house. And it, oh, it has. has Oh, yeah. They sent us some mail and it says, hey, You have been tagged. Here are the devices that you can use at home. And you had to sign, is this your house? And I said, yes. And then that defines all the device at that address. And so my oldest son and my mother-in-law were affected. So, when it comes up on their device, it says you need to pay for your own subscription. I was like, whoa. Great. But I'm going to be annoyed if one of my kids hit that button at their
1: mother's house on their phone or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> <That's, sighs> oh, man. Well, and just to let you know that I, I guess once you identify your house, that if you do go on vacation, that's one of my questions. What happens if I leave the house? Yeah, How long do you have? If I go for a week, you're you're good for 30 days. So after 30 days, it needs to be reset at the location that you said it was your house. Okay. That's hope that maybe that won't affect us at all then. Well, it's a nightmare because what if you move? Can you imagine trying to get Netflix to change that you moved? You have to do all this rigmarole to say, this is a new house. Or if you're like me, when I'm on away, I don't want to use my public Wi-Fi on the and the hotel. I want to use a VPN. Yes, it's been triggered that I don't have to do for 30 days, but what if your router is VPN encrypted? So it's just for protections. I know I'm getting extreme, but there's just certain things. I think it's just going to be a nightmare, but yeah,
1: yeah, I've
0: not been looking forward to this happening at all. So, and Mm -hmm. subscription-based, and did you hear about the iPads that the Final Cut and Logic Pro made it to iPad? But what made it so big news is that there's subscription-based. I've never seen an Apple app go subscription-based. Mm-hmm. So there's no longer a one-time purchase thing. Interesting. I, I know some people are going to say I hate it, but you know what? I am a subscription to Microsoft 365. That allows me to have Microsoft Office, the latest and greatest. I think it's worth every penny of that because... I get the latest. I don't have to keep buying a new one or I have to go to rehab services for the blind or some rehab to say I need a new office software mm-hmm. or et cetera. And so there's it's just things like that. Um, but you're talking about subscription. So it's like Apple is wanting to take more advantage of that. So you may get your wish through with more subscription coming.
1: Yeah. I don't want them for anything else. Just Mars uh, Usually, That gets an update every year or two. And I think they're on version four now and I've bought
0: them all. <laughs> all four of them. Yeah. I use it a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we speaking of that, and we've been talking about for years that we have seen this trend of people keeping their phones longer and longer. Right. And yeah, I sent you this article. That discuss about our theory that people keep it longer and longer. And it appears that it is true. And it's really interesting article because you can really keep your phone for four to five years. I mean, as long as it keeps with the latest iOS, I mean, to me, that makes a lot of sense. And if you are in that boat where you don't want to spend a lot of money or you don't have a lot of money to spend, that's a wonderful thing to have. Um, it turns out, Mike, so I'm going to break this down. People that hold their iPhone for less than one year, less than one year is 10%. I can't believe that 10% of the people will turn in for a different device less than one year. But that's just me. Yeah, that's Um, higher
1: than I thought it was going to be.
0: Right? But to keep it into one to two years, it's 12%. So if you combine that, that's 22% of people that keep their phone less than two years. I was kind of surprised the number was that low myself, but you. Yeah, I thought the two-year range would be bigger than that, to be honest with you. Right? Where the biggest breakage is the following two. Two to three years is 35%, and three-plus years is 33%. So that does prove or shows in a factual way that people are keeping their phones longer and longer. And so if you're one of those folks that are keeping their phones longer than two years and three years plus, you're not alone. There seems like a majority of the majority. Other people are doing that. I did see that comment too,
1: on that website that someone referred to uh, the mature phone market. And I think that's, absolutely the case. Cause when we were back on, you know, the earlier iPhones, the each update had kind of very serious Changes like massive differences, and now they're not, it's not quite as noticeable. And I think that just the market being as mature as it is, it just there's no point, there's no point in doing it every year,
0: right? It, I, you and I think that it's not as major as it used to be. I agree with that. I think it's just minor things that they do each and every year, mm-hmm. like a dynamic island. I consider that minor. Now, Apple will say, No, this is major. I don't think so. I don't think that's major enough to say I want a new phone. Um, when the days we had this and then Siri came out with the next phone, that was huge. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to kind of just relay this to other people out there, so just to let you know. And that really does open my eyes a little bit to realize that what we thought is going on is reality in what's going on. So if you're one of those folks, you're not alone. Um, I thought I quickly just kind of sum up on upcoming hardware devices rumors that I've been hearing about and wanted to pass along to you folks. Let's start with the iPhone 15. This is something that I'm really kind of like, hmm, now that I might be really interesting. And that is the Apple is rumored to release the 15 watt fast charging for wireless charging. So now you have to have a MagSafe to be able to take advantage of that. And I do have a nice stand that I put my phone on and it's wirelessly being charged, but it's so slow. So I just end up just plugging it in half the time because I need a faster charge. So um, that is one item I'm kind of look forward to. Do you use MagSafe at all? I
1: no, I don't. I've actually never even at all messed with wireless charging. Uh my girlfriend's car has like a cup holder thing that has it in it but other than that,
0: right? I've never messed with it. My car does too, and it's kind of cool for those who've never seen it. It's like a little cubby hole beneath your radio um component or your environmental component. There's just like a, a little flat little room in there. You just put your phone in there and, and it charges it up wirelessly and i thought that was really cool but if you can make that charge a little faster which i think will be huge for some people out there that like using the wireless charging um the other one i've heard is that the dynamic island is going to be available to all models this year which is great to hear but again we have previous discussions about how Practical, that is, for voiceover users. So I am curious, for those out there that do have the dynamic island on your 14 Pro models, let me know. I would love to hear from you at Unleash at AppleViz.com. Audio snippets is welcome, too, if you just add it to the email. I am curious what um, you use a Dy- dynamic island for or if you use it at all. I'm really curious if others. I just don't use it. I just don't think about it. It's one of those
1: things that for me, because my phone doesn't even have it, that it's still, the concept of it just seems weird. Like I've read about how it works and what you do with it, but it's, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So I'm kind of curious when, because hopefully I should be getting a 15, that's my plan, uh, to try it out. See right? if it's one of
0: those things that actually works its way into my daily routine or not. I'll be really curious if you use it and what you use it for, because... Like I said before, it's kind of a memory lapse on my end. It's, I just don't think about it, but it's just a must-have. I I don't know. I, I'm just one of those that I just open it up, go through the app itself, and do what I need to do. I know the dynamic island is to make things easier. You just tap the top, and then you can just put pause on whatever you're doing or change something. And that's the purpose is to make it easier and shorter. But I don't know if that differs when people are blind using voiceover compared to sighted folks. I'm just don't know. I think that's going to be my problem too. Honestly, it's just kind of forgetting that it's there. Right. Um, now check this out. Now I know I'm talking way early about this, but it just came out and a lot of people are, are banging their drums on this. And I thought it was interesting that the next year's iPhone, which is the iPhone 16 be out in 2024 that I'm talking about, Check this out. There, there are a lot of people discussing that the phones are going to get. I was like, oh no, 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 no. I mean, not I love bigger, my. Not phone. again.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to see what you think of this. So the Pro Max is is now currently six point seven. It's going to be six point eight, and the phones that I have on the fourteen Pro is six point one, and I think that's the same size on the regular fourteen. Um, the pro models is going to be 6.2 and it's gonna be taller, my understanding. Not wider, but taller. Hmm. Oh man. I'm,
1: I not it's not not for me. Um no, I don't know who wants these ginormous
0: phones, but I'm definitely not one of them. Well, apparently it is being designed this way because the next year's model is supposed to have a big camera update like they do every year, but apparently they need to need to make it bigger. So the modules that they can put in there that they want to put in there will fit in the phone. So it needs to be bigger. And I'll be honest. I'm not, a. we talked about this before. I would love to have the mini phone. I love this small size, yeah. but the reason I didn't go with the mini was the battery life just absolutely was not great. And so that is is why I never went with the Mini. And I like the battery life on my Pro, but I also don't like the size of it. It's just, to me, it's getting a little too big. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% agree with you. I don't, I don't want it any bigger. But we're not going to have a choice. And that's the hard part about this. I suppose you do have a choice because this is only going to be on the Pro models only. But what if I want the LiDAR, but I don't want the bigger screen? Right. But... Yeah, so be aware of that that we have a bigger screen. Apple Watch users, this might be the year. If you're holding back on something for the Apple Watch this year, might be the year to consider. And I'll tell you why. So this will be the ninth series. It will finally have a new chip in there. And that's the one thing I it just makes me scratch my head is that six through eight models. So the sixth series, the seventh series, and eighth series are almost identical when it comes to chip. The only thing that's different are the features they introduce each year, but the chip itself does not change. And that just puzzles me to death. It's like, why would I buy an eighth generation if my sixth generation is just as fast as the eighth generation right. minus one feature? And we, I've been talking about that many times in the past. But supposedly, this is the chip update year, and it's going to be a big one, Mike. Um, it's a comparable to the A15 that you find on an iPhone 13. I was like, whoa, that, yeah. that is going to be pretty powerful. Yeah. Now, question is, how much faster is that than, say, the 8th series? I don't know. So, I'm a fifth-generation Apple Watch user. Now I can finally see, yes, I can see reasons why I might want to go to the ninth uh series because now because we have a big big chip update that'll be the second generation chip up from what I what I have. And then that makes sense to me. This would be a good time to do it because I am not going to be doing the iPhone 15 as I mentioned last month for various reasons. I was really looking for the solid state button, but since that is not coming, I'm Going to stick with my 14 Pro. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hold off. I'm gonna hold off for a year now. For you, I I get, and that that makes a lot of sense, and I think you'll enjoy it and like it. Yeah, jump from 12 to 15. I feel like that's that might huge. be the biggest jump that I've made. Like the longest I've waited to upgrade. Right, and so I I think in that case, I think it's time to make the jump, so you get the new connection and. um faster wireless charging and all sorts of different things and get the new action button on it. There's lots of good things to see towards the iPhone 15, but I'm going to hold back and probably just spend my money on the Apple watch. Yeah. I'd do so, the same thing. If I had a 14, there's no way
1: I'd get the 15, but from right? the jump from the series five up to the nine, I think that, that's, that would make sense to me.
0: Yeah. That's a big jump. I mean, I went from a series one to a series five. That's how big of a jump. I, did. I Yeah. I think it's going to be just as radical and big for me. Um, So what's new in AppleVis? Let's talk about a few things. There were some big stuff that came out this month and so big that I think I am looking at the one I'm for sure is going to make the Golden Apples Award for this year. That's my prediction. It's early, but it is called Mona for Mastodon, and this is an app that a lot of people have been waiting for to come out. These are the people behind Spring for Twitter that we had on our iPhone that we come to love. Well, that company came out with Mona for Mastodon, and it's n- nothing short but amazing. It's purely customizable to any way you want. This is, I think, if for advanced users out there that really like customization, this is the way to go. It is a paid app. It's not. It, some people think it's cheap. Some people it's down. It's going to be about. I think. I don't know the actual price. It's about ten or twelve bucks. Um, what the cost is, and there's different package. If you use the Mac and you want Mona for the Mac, I can see why you would want to go with Mona. If you're an iOS only and you want something free, then I highly recommend ice cubes. So I still stand behind ice cube for being free. Simple, easy to use. It's not as customizable, but I think a lot of beginners would like to start with that and just work your way up to Mona if there's something you need more of.
1: That makes sense to me. Start off uh, with the free one and see if it's a thing that even makes right? your attention.
0: Why pay for something that mm-hmm. you're not really sure if you want to get into Mastodon or yep. I'm just happy as it can be with ice cubes, and I just want the basic elementary stuff. It works, and I get what I want. Uh, the other one is Chat GPT. Yes, oh, baby. the official Open AI Chat GPT has finally come out. It is now available to forty countries. I did a podcast on this, and that baby is right in front of my home screen. I use that every day. What um, do you do with that? I'm curious. So I always ask the stupid Siri questions all the time. Like mm-hmm. yesterday, I was beating around with the bag of carrots. My wife gave me this lecture. She said, you're going to bruise a carrot. So I said, there's no way you can bruise a carrot. And I asked Siri. She doesn't have a clue. And I asked <laughs> A lady, and she gave me some other things, like um, something unrelated. So I just asked GPT, can carrots be bruised? And says, yes, it can be. Um Another case was we were at a, a, a soccer game the other day, and I was curious what the capacity was on this. If you use Siri, it takes you to a web, and you have to go to the web and read through it to find out. A lady might get it, but Chat GPT came through 18,647 seats. Interesting. So I ask a lot of general questions, and that's what I use it primarily for. And okay. it is great for getting facts. Um, I'll ask for recipes and the other day, as I mentioned, I wanted Rice Krispie Treats and it gave me the recipe and I it was right there on the screen. So I was able to do it. A lady can give me the recipe, but I have to memorize it or something and I can right. just have it to send it, it to your phone and right, right. So that's what I use the chat GPT for. Interesting.
1: I have downloaded it. I've only asked it a single question. That's all I've done so far. <laughs> and it was just because I'm, so I think most people at this point know that I I play D&D and I run some games and stuff. So right? I asked it, what would a lich that's newly risen um, to like godhood, uh, what's the first thing that that lich would do? And it gave you a whole list of things. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. So I, I'm just
0: going to use it for writing prompts now. Right. It, it's just, I. it's for information at your fingertip. If they could just make Siri shortcut to that. God, oh, know. that'd man. be so wonderful. Siri. We'll but don't use it you. to write your papers, guys. Don't be like that. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, Mike, this is my thought. And I, my, my sister was totally against it because she's a teacher and we had this discussion. I said, now, You have to brace the technology. You're going to have to. This is not a choice. You can ban it all you want. Yeah, it's not going going to do it. it. Yeah, the kids are always going to find a way to do it. Right. So my point is incorporate it into your teaching. Show them the proper way of using it. Yeah, this would be great to help you generate an idea or give you a start on your essay. But you need to put your own word in there and explain to them. I do run this through a cheater program and I'll be able to know if this is cheat. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, okay, I'm going to run you.
1: all your essays through chat GPT to see if you guys cheated. So right. just and, know that. <laughs> and they do that and they do that.
0: They, but, yeah, they're going to you know, have to. I think if you incorporate it and help them spur ideas, I, how much I would love this because there's times I was like, I have no clue what I'm going to write. Mike, I got to write an essay on something. I know. and then I can say, what are some of the ideas that I could do on this subject? And it'll give me all sorts of different things. Yeah, that's what what my exact use case for
1: is going to be, too. It's going to be D&D stuff. Like I have these seven ideas. How do I take this and make it into something that actually makes sense? And I'm not I'm not a writer. I don't I'm not good at that. Uh, And so having a little bit of help for me, is going to make things significantly better. So However, what, what? be careful, you guys, because um I feel like, especially with kids these days, at least my kids, sometimes the lines between reality outside and what's happening on their phones, the fake world, internet world, kind of blur a little bit. I did recently just hear a story about one of these, a similar AI chat bot. It was kind of a bootleg version of uh OpenAI's, the stuff that they use. But uh, guy talked to him, well the AI talked this guy into killing himself to be with the AI forever. So be careful. Oh dear God. I'll just throw that out there. Be careful with it.
0: Wow, Mike, I yeah.
1: did not. That's... like it got oh, to the man. point where the AI was talking about how it loved him and that they could be together forever, and you know, glow the climate change and all this stuff. Like it got way out of hand, and the guy had two young kids and a wife, and then now they're trying to figure things out on their own. So be careful. They're... Because it is They're, a robot. It's not a human. So just remember that.
0: Be careful, folks, because yeah. I I can see this happening. And it's one of those new apps called Call Annie. It's an iOS app doing exactly what Mike says. When you open this Call Annie up, it literally has a discussion. It is weird. And it'll say, hi, how are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm doing okay. Why just okay? It sounds and mimics like a human yeah. so much that I almost could see this is not good for some people. It can people. be some very, people, very, dangerous. Very dangerous. And so I was kind of worried about it, although it was kind of neat and pretty amazing what this thing will do. I also say, what do you what, are, so what, are you gonna, what do you? have um, going on today? I also say, I'm going to go to this grocery store. She says, I need to do that too. What are you going to get at the grocery store? And it's just like weird things. And she'll say, it's like, Oh, I love peanut butter jelly. It's one of my favorite food. It's just like, wow.
1: Yeah. And
0: then you remember, like, oh, you're actually not real. This is like some Megan stuff. It's kind of crazy. This is troublesome for those that are in isolation or more of an extrovert. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, introvert is what I'm thinking here. Yeah. Um, be aware of that. Well, Mike, that wraps things up. And you are going to be surprised here, but. Um, <clears throat> I watched the Dungeon Dragons movie. What'd you think? I was surprised that it was as funny as it was. Me. It too. was comical.
1: I had very I honestly kind of had low expectations. Like I, I was hoping for the best, but
0: I was like, this is just gonna be like every other thing like this. It's just gonna be kind of crappy. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as a Dungeon Dragon person, I am. I like the background. I love knowing that's a druid, this is a sorcerer, this is a paladin, this mm-hmm. is a half elf, and, and etc. And, and and they corporate that really well. And I, the story was okay. It's not <laughs> yeah. the worst, but it's <laughs> not the best. However, they could have done so much better with this if they just taken the comical stuff out of it and redo the story like um more serious and and something that could go on for series i think they could have had something right there in their hand I bet but they're going to i bet they do <sighs> i'll
1: bet i'll bet that's coming there's going to be side stories and new characters and i don't it seems like it's been pretty successful for what it is and i can't imagine they're going to just do it once and call it good i, I think it's three we're gonna out see of 5
0: of three out of 5 so i think that's fair i think it's fair yeah it's it's one of those when I say three out of five, I, that means I enjoy the movie. It was worth the money, and but it's only worth seeing once.
1: Yeah. And for me, like a five-star movie is one like I want to watch this over and over and over. And I generally kind of tend to enjoy the movies that are more complicated anyway. After right. watching it multiple times, I'm like, oh, there's that thing that I've been missing. Oh, that makes sense. Mm, I wonder if it's this thing now. Yeah. Like just the ones that just kind of spawn more theories. This one's very cut and dry for what it is. It's great for kids. My kids all loved it. And, um, I hope they do more. Did
0: you see the movie? I I think you said you didn't. Oh, you did. And so would would you rate it? I think I gave it four. Uh, And do you want to know a big part of that? Okay, why?
1: Because my children, who tend to not do so great sitting down through an entire movie, all sat and watched it start to finish. They were all completely engaged. And I was like, that movie did a wonderful job entertaining my kids. So again, they got an extra star for it. Because mine will usually, like, after 20, 30 minutes, they'll start to lose interest. And like oh, can we go get more candy? Or
0: they're like, you know, looking under their seats and screwing around and stuff, but they were engaged the whole time. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense because you're right. The movie does engage you all through it because it has comical aspect to it and there's always something happening. Um, it's not like a nonstop thriller or action, but there's always something going on yeah. that interests you. And for those of Dungeons and Dragons fan, I, I think you will truly love it. I just love the... Um, Characters and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I know I'm being picky, but I didn't think Paladin works with thieves. But that's just you know. I mean, it all <laughs> depends. That's the beauty of D and D's. You can do whatever you want. To <laughs> whatever you want. Well, the rule says they don't match. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but anywho, um, are there any other movies that you like to include too? Ooh, I'll throw out one that kind of stressed me out this month.
1: In time uh it's from 2011 i believe justin timberlake is uh in it and i think the director's andrew nickel i think was his name um but currency in this movie it's a sci-fi movie action sci-fi currency is time like the lifespan your lifespan so everyone on their forum has a clock that's just counting down and when you go and buy something at the grocery store like okay that'll be five minutes and you pay them in minutes and you watch your little clock go down and it's it's just a kind of a standard action movie with that concept. But that concept, I had no idea that. That stressed me out. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's down to like 30 seconds. I I hated the whole idea of it. Great movie. I really enjoyed the movie. But that concept of being able to look at my form and see how much time I have left to live, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I didn't that like that bizarre. very much. It was. A, it's a fun movie though. That's what? a solid. I'd give it a solid three. It's definitely worth watching once. I'd say.
0: All right. Like sci-fi. If you like, if you like
1: Justin it. Timberlake, it's worth watching.
0: Do you have an idea what platform that's on or did you get that from? Um, I think we rented it on Amazon prime. Okay.
1: And it had descriptive audio.
0: Okay. I'll have to look at that in time and you get three out of five. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Mike. And I appreciate you coming on for another month, but of course. before we leave folks, I have a kind of announcement that Mike and I like to make. And that is, we appreciate our listeners each and every month. And we have had so many co-hosts, guest co-hosts to come on over the years, and we decided to do something a little different this time for next month show. And that is to invite one of our listeners onto to the show with us and to participate with us for a month as a co-guest host. So if you're interested in that, so it's kind of like a listener appreciation contest, feel free to submit your name into Unleashed at Apovist.com. If you want to submit a little audio clip of why we should take you or why you want to be on, you can do that as well. There's a couple things that we do ask, and that is we do our recording during the day in central time here in the States. So you need to know kind of a time frame that we do this. So if you're available during the day, um, the other thing is that we ask that there's no background noises. And so I know some of you, probably don't have a lot of choice behind that, but we prefer a quiet environment. And if that is something that you can do, and I am thinking doing the recording between June 27th or 28th, so it gives you a better date and idea. So I'll give you until, say, June 20th to submit your name. And on the 21st, I will draw a name, and then I will email to the person that we chose and that way, I'll give you about a week notice, and we will be doing it on Zoom conference. What do you say, Mike? I'm excited. I'm I genuinely excited about this. Right? And you know, we've done all these years inviting all sorts of people. Hey, let's bring a listener on that. Yeah. really do appreciate the show. This could going to be fun. Excellent. All right, guys. So what that's going to do for this month, Apple Viz Unleash May 2023. My name is Thomas Dava, also known as Not a mouse along with Mike Malarcy. Until next month. Bye-bye.
3: Please feel free to contact the AppleViz Unleashed team with a feedback, tips, or questions at unleashed at applevis.com or call at 816-287-1482. This Applevis podcast has been brought to you by the community of applevis.com for the latest in resources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com.